It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. You know, just looking at some of the, the wish list in the numbers here, Democrats COVID relief, arts, museums, and library services, $335 million. Nancy Pelosi needs a subway, 120, 112 million. Planned Parenthood. What? 50 million. Climate justice. Oh, that's another 50 million. I hope you folks have your checkbooks out and so much more to get to 1.9 trillion your taxpayer dollars. Pay close attention. It's not their money, it's yours. Representative Ralph Norman from South Carolina's 5th District on the line. Ah, there's so many more numbers to this, I don't want to get into it. It's dangerous. Well, David, it's worse than dangerous. This is, a, this is an assault on our freedom. This is an assault on uh, not just the fact that this is borrowed money, but this is assault on every American. People, you know, once they get into the details, are should be outraged, and I think they are. You just mentioned, you know, the climate justice. What does that mean? It's money going to friends of Nancy Pelosi. It's vague. And look at the, the way they're distributing the $350 billion to local and state governments. Um you know, they're basing it on, on unemployment rates. South Carolina's got a 4.6 unemployment. New York has 8.2, almost double. And so they're getting the the, uh, the dollars based on unemployment. South Carolina has not shut the economy down. New York has. Uh, California has shut the government down. North Carolina, the governor, has shut the government down, uh, has, has shut the businesses down, I mean. But, um, no, this is an assault on every American, and... It's, it's, it's like, as you said, it's getting in the pocketbook of, of every American. And I wish that the, the media would cover it, but the mainstream media just will not cover the, the details of this horrible bill. You know, when you, when you look at the various analyses that have been done, $1.9 trillion directly to COVID-specific spending, Somewhere between nine and eleven percent. I'm not yeah. even going to try and get it to an exact number at that point because it doesn't need to be. I mean, I I would be, I guess maybe willing to sacrifice if it was eighty to eighty-five percent COVID spending because in in D.C. Christmas trees are you know in season all year round. But this is ridiculous. Well, it's you know it's ridiculous, and get this, uh, David, for your listeners, forty-six billion of the CARES Act is unspent. They're piling debt on top of debt, and they're blatant about it. Everything that they they're doing is is so blatant and against everything this country stands for as far as physical accountability. There's no offsets. They're not even having meetings. Uh, to to even try to come up with a way to pay for it. It's just spending, it's dropping, you know, I equate it to dropping money out of a helicopter on the states that they want to benefit. Labor unions, uh, it's going to them because they supported them. Teacher unions, which is uh, having a say on our children not going back to school. 
Uh, you know, it's we the people that are going to have to get back involved, and you're going to have to take back our government. We're in a fight for our lives, and this is just this COVID relief package is just one of uh, one of many that's coming down the pipe. This president was just uh, sworn in on the twentieth. I mean, we're over a month into it. Look what he's look what he's doing. You know, when we you know, look at this, and, and again, I, the size and scope of this act, you know, the obvious and basic question is, how do you read it all? How do you break it all down, even if you break it up into parts? We're talking thousands of pages of proposals and references. So, you know, like many other things out of Washington, D.C., this doesn't even get a, for lack of a better term, a, a better read or a complete read by any representative. It just it, it it's virtually impossible in this short a time. No, so, and that's that's done by design. Uh, this relief one point nine trillion relief package is right at six. It's five hundred and eighty nine pages long. And you're right. The you know the staff some staff read it, but those who craft the bill do this on purpose because they don't want you to know the specifics. As in any contract. Uh, the devil is in the details, and they don't want you to know the details because it will show it up for what it really is. And these things, uh, you know, we're battling every single day. And, um, you know, we don't have the numbers. Ms. Pelosi, as you know, has, has controls all the committees. The votes are pretty well predetermined. They're in lockstep uh, on, on all of these. Very few, uh, very few Democrats are, are, are brave enough to challenge what's coming down the pipe. But this is not good, and this is an assault on, on our freedom, and uh, it's bankrupting the country. And that's the sad part about it. Uh, the inflation is going to take place over uh, the spending of this administration uh, is, is like none that we have ever seen. So, you know, going a little deeper into this then, for the people that are listening right now, is this a done deal? I mean, how do how do the the Republicans and and I, I guess the battle there are obviously in the Senate and now Schumer Senator Schumer's calling for various little arcane tricks of the Senate to use reconciliation or something else. Uh, are the Republicans you think going to stand up to this in the Senate? I know you're in the House, but there are some Republicans in the Senate that uh, many people are concerned about. Well, I, I'm one of them. Um, you know, it's, it's sad to have to rely on the Senate because their history has been to compromise and, and, um, and you know, go along to get along. This is not one of the times to go along and get along. Uh, and I hope the Joe Manchins of the world will step up. This is worth fighting for. I think Tim Scott and Lindsey Graham will. Uh, we're, we're talking with them about it. And why not stand up to this? I can't see any good out of this. And as 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 they the Democrats have always done, they put this the names on these these different spending packages. And as you talked about earlier, COVID relief nine percent of the one point nine trillion go to this to, to actual COVID relief. Uh, I was in uh, in Homeland Security meeting yesterday and asked with all the immigrant the illegals coming across the border now. Uh, how are they handling COVID? Are they doing checks on the border? Are they giving masks? Are they doing vaccinations? They had no, it was crickets. They had no answer for it because they're not doing anything. And how how horrendous! 
But, uh, you know, I only hope as a Senate and I only hope that they can uh, stand firm, uh, get a spine and and oppose this and show it for what it is, which is an abuse of power. And this is all about power. There's nothing more than just about power and rewarding their friends for bad behavior. You stop bad behavior regardless of what it takes. And it's up to the Senate to do it. So looking at this proposal and your point about the money that was not spent before, there are a lot of people that are hurting in this country. Uh, A lot of businesses uh, that are making decisions to move out of states, Uh, restaurants in New York choosing to open up in Florida, for instance. I've seen that five or six times in just the last couple of weeks. Uh, But some people can't move, and there is relief needed. So what would you like to see? And we only have uh, about two and a half minutes left, so I'll apologize, but we'll have to have a quick answer. What would you like to see done to help the people that actually need it? And are we going to see any of this? I think if you talk to any of those people that are trapped in the failing states, New York, California, uh, parts of Illinois, I think their answer would be, don't insult me with a $1,400 paycheck. Get the businesses back open. Allow us to, to do our uh, what we are applying our trade. Let us go to work. Let us get our children back in school. That would be the best gift, not a insult for a $1,400 check or a $400 unemployment. That's not going to do anything. And, I, I mean, it will help a little bit, but it's, if you think about it, David, it's an insult. So I think the, the, those that, that are trapped in states that are failing, get vocal. Go to your city councils. Go to your school boards. And let your vocal, let your voices be heard, as as they're doing in California against Gavin Newsom, as they're finally doing on Governor Cuomo. They're getting active. It's we the people, and they've got to get a voice. I got to tell you, the skepticism, the disgust. Let's not call it skepticism. The disgust of the American people, those that are hurting through no fault of their own, understandable. Uh, but with 9 to 11% going to actual COVID relief, I still can't understand $50 million to Planned Parenthood and the Kennedy Center and arts and libraries, unless it's going to those library employees or the airline bailouts. When you look at that, if the money really was about the employees, the calculation would be a billion plus, not 19 to $25 billion. Uh, this is profligate spending representative norman and it's beyond that it's a burden on future americans yeah and the buildings you just mentioned david are shut down and they're getting these big checks and basically they go to to the uh the groups that support the labor unions that support these far left uh, politicians it's not right and needs to be uh, shouted from the rooftops and but i think the good news is i think people are are taking this into their hands now and that's the only way we're going to change it All right, a minute left. Quick question. Is there any part of this that can be challenged by the Republicans in the House to any effect, any changes that can be made? We can challenge it, but as you as you know and your listeners know, we don't have the votes. Now, uh, I'm going to wherever there is a uh, where there's an opportunity for our attorney generals to get involved, particularly on this immigration debacle. Uh, if it's anything that uh, we can file suit on that attorney generals per state can do, we need to we need to explore every avenue, because as you know, under the Obama administration, they were quick to file suit on anything that uh, to either to stop something or to slow it down. We've got to take the same 
mentality, and we got to learn to fight like that. And we're going to start with the attorney generals on any avenue because this is damaging to the people, and uh, it has long-term effects that are not going to be uh, alleviated if if this passes and if the Senate backs down, backs down on passing it. Representative Ralph Norman from South Carolina's 5th District. Thank you, sir. My pleasure. Thank you, David. All right, we'll take on some other issues in the third hour. 866-95-PATRIOT. Representative Mays Middleton from Texas 23. Uh, Taxpayer-funded lobbyists in Texas. We talked about that yesterday with Briscoe Kane. A little bit more on that issue. Join me live on the David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.